All right. It's weird how I always say all right. Hey, uh, I hope everyone's well. Uh, welcome again to another episode of Wisdom Podcast. And we are concluding our series, God Attends Church. Now, with that being said, I just want to tell you where we're shooting today. We are shooting at my church. And I think this is a beautiful way to end the series. Um, wow. It's weird because the Weavy crew is sitting down like I'm preaching. Oh, okay. No, that's cool. I am preaching. Y'all better give me amen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I like that. Okay, cool. So, please, like, share, subscribe, do the things. Um, Yeah, let's get to it. So, my team doesn't know this, actually. So, yes, let 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 me start. So, for those of you who don't know, we shot God Attends Church in December. Like, like literally the whole December we were shooting and what then happened is we as a team lost one of the sermons and so today we were we are retaking that sermon but what they don't know is um i am no longer preaching the same sermon i'm preaching something else okay don't don't cry don't cry guys i love the sermon as well <laughs> no 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 listen listen don't cry um, I'll, in fact, the sermon I preached then inspired a whole series, which I'm going to preach on that on its own. Um, but the reason I was telling you that, actually, it's because I think, in fact, I'm convinced, I do, like, I do not believe in coincidence. Okay? I don't think there's such thing as a coincidence. I think God is too intentional about our, about our lives that he would just leave us to coincidence. It's not a coincidence that I got my parents. It's not a coincidence that I met these guys. It's not a coincidence that I went to the school. That, like, God is too intentional to just leave us to coincidence, to just chance. Like, every single thing happens for a reason. All things work together for good to those who love the Lord. And so that sermon, I think it was good that it went missing because today is about to get hot. Okay, someone say hot. Hot. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you're saying hot in a cold way. Someone say hot. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all better make sure it's hot in here. So, I had a conversation with a young lady from a local shop here, and she said she loved the first episode we took. You know, you guys remember that episode that, uh, my name is Lungi Silam Tweni. You know, and she was asking that, could I just go a little bit deeper in you know the miracle that god does you remember in that sermon i was speaking about how god's um blessing adds no sorrow you know god's blessing is the type of blessing that when you get it you can sleep at night you know and so today's title or today's sermon is 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 about you know how can we position ourselves in a way to actually experience god's miracle and i'm super excited because this sermon actually is my life. This is, this is, this is what I live, breathe, eat. It's, it's just me. So I want to mention this quote that I told my uh, youth here at church. And that is, I've, I've noticed something from people that whenever preachers preach, there's always a huge amen when we tell people, I don't know why I'm saying we like I'm a pastor, but anyways, 
Whenever people give a sermon, they always shout out amen when the preacher tells them what God has for them. Okay? But people log off, whether on YouTube or, you know, in church, when people start or the preacher starts speaking about what is expected from them. And I'm actually noticing that most of God's promises, if not all God's promises, are dependent on you moving in what he expects from you. Even the free gift of salvation is dependent on you receiving the gift. Okay? If there's something free here and I don't take it, and then it's, it's, it's not mine. I can't have access to the thing because I haven't taken it. So there's a, there's a from as well that is expected from you to get this gift. And so today's sermon is all about from, okay? What's expected from you. So don't log out. Do yourself a favor and stay and finish this sermon. Um, I'll tell you the title later on one more thing i wanted to mention i actually wrote notes uh i wrote notes for this particular sermon because it's it's a lot one more thing i wanted to say something that really helped me in my christian journey is i ask a lot of questions and sometimes it's scary like sometimes some of the questions i ask they they, they scary because they shock my belief system and one of the one of the questions i asked is what's the difference between people who go to church and people who don't go to church because if we go into church and we're not seeing progress then i mean you know we're wasting time and there should be some exclusiveness you know that is gotten by church people that other people don't have people who don't go to church don't get and i think what's sad is to see us on the same plane people who attend church religiously to see us on the same plane with people who are not attending church it's really sad what makes it even worse is when people who attend church religiously are enticed by people who are not attending church i mean you go to Mon- you go to work on monday morning and you see people who were excited about their weekend but then they didn't go to church and people who went to church aren't saying anything at all and so i started having these questions because our church is like i think it's 10 kilometers like a 15 minute drive away from my place you know and i started thinking you know i come all the way here you know what's happening to me you know is there any progress and i wanted to see progress in my life okay um I, I, i wanted to have a measurement standard to be like how am i being impacted by church so today that's what I'm hoping to do. I'm going to give you guys a couple of examples. Okay? I'm going to give you guys a couple of examples of people who have attended church and who, you know, have seen the, the value of church. So, today's sermon is going to be a bit long because, I mean, it's seven minutes in and I haven't even started with the scripture. So, I'll try and hurry up. So, today's scripture of the day the title of the sermon is found in Matthew 9 verse 37 and it says then he said to his disciples the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few my sermon title today is one that is a little bit sharp okay and here's my sermon title why church isn't working for you now I'm not saying why church isn't working. Please don't read what I'm not writing. I'm saying why church isn't working for you. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, speak 
through me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The scripture I read, um, it's Jesus speaking to his disciples. And he is pointing out a crisis, you know, that he is seeing. And I wanted to contrast that crisis with the crisis that is faced by most countries in the world. Most countries in the world are going through what we call an unemployment problem. Okay? Now, an unemployment problem is when there are so many workers who are ready to work, who are available to work, but there's no work for them. Okay? So when we're talking about an unemployment problem, we're talking about people who are there and they're ready to work, but there's no work. Now, in the church space, we are not faced with an unemployment problem. We are faced with an employment problem where we have so much work and little workers. There is so much kingdom work for us to do and so little, so, so, so little workers to do the work. And the reason I'm attaching that with my, with, my, with my sermon today, it's because I believe if you diligently serve in church, you place yourself in a position to do what? To experience the miracle that I spoke about. In fact, I believe that people who serve in church diligently get to experience what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego experienced at 10 times better type of blessing. You see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were found to be 10 times better than everyone else. Imagine if you were 10 times better than everyone else at your workplace. But that begins with diligently serving at church. I told you guys, this sermon is going to be one that needs you to, to look into yourself and be like, am I diligently serving at church. I want to give you examples of people who, who served, you know, in church. And today they're quite famous. To make things a little bit fun, I decided I'm going to sing. Some, some, yeah, I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing uh, some, some of their songs. There's an artist who I'll mention. I don't think you guys will know, but thank God I have a, someone who was born in the 19... <clears throat> let me not reveal. Yeah, let me... Someone who, you know... So, the first one is, is, is this one. I'm going I'm to I'm mention two songs, okay? I want to see if you guys know them, okay? So, she, she grew up in church, and this is her song. Tick, 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 fight. I tick, 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 fight. Shout out, Tente. I tick, 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 fight. Okay. Wow, all right, okay, all right, okay, maybe you guys know her, maybe you guys know her from this. All the single ladies, all the single ladies, <laughs> yeah. So, Beyonce grew up in church. All of me loves all of you. John Legend grew up in church. I know you love me, I know you care. Justin Bieber grew up in church. Ah, guys. This one you might not know him, but I must, I must say it. I think, I think Klicho will know him. Uh, Snoop Dogg grew up in church. You saying your church is useless. Look at the people I'm mentioning right now. Let me mention this one as well. Um, I'm trying to think of, of one of his songs. Okay, it's fine. I must say his name. Kamsa Small <laughs> grew up in church. 
you calling church useless. Like, you saying church is useless. And you see, the thing is, these guys have been worked by church because it is impossible to work in church and church not work in you. It is impossible for you to be busy with kingdom work and kingdom, no, kingdom work not work anything in you. Guys, I am a living testimony of what church can do to an individual's life. I learned how to preach by being a Sunday school teacher. In fact, two of my members are like, I say this a lot and I love saying it. Two Two of my members are like my Sunday school, you know, kids. I used to teach them in Sunday school and I know that makes me, like it makes me so old. Like, I don't know, where's my beard? The point of all of this is I learned how to preach inside the school. And I'll tell you how I learned it. Because I had to literally act it out. They can tell you. I had to show them Abraham going up on the mountain with his son. And so because I'm a dramatic person, I used to exaggerate it. I used to cry. I used to be like, my son. <laughs> and, and for me, it was moments like that where I'm like, oh, okay, he's crying. Oh, <gasps> there's a sermon here. Stick around on Wisdom Podcast because I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. You know, I mean, I used to shout out. People would be like, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And, and when I used to use my lungs and all that, I was just like, wait, wait the point here and that's how i learned how to preach i can play the keyboard then there you know i can play a song or two you guys might not know this but i technically edit my own sound okay so like the previous ones you know we were starting and so i had to figure out what the, but i edit my own sound and the reason for that is i used to edit my pastor preaching like every sunday you know People have been, have been groomed by church to have the value that they have right now. And you sleeping on your church. So, yeah, I told you guys, this is, this is a sermon that basically is how can you position yourself in a place where you grow emotionally. The number of times I had, like for me, the biggest place that taught me forgiveness was church. Like, there were times I fought with people and I had to come back and I had to apologize and we had to sort things out. I learned emotional intelligence through church. I learned relational intelligence through church. I learned spiritual intelligence through church. I cannot mention, like, it's, it's impossible for me to actually fully describe to you the value that church has added to me. On the 6th, I was launching my podcast. I did my own sound. Even on my wedding, I'll be like, can you please switch off the Twitter? Can you please, you know, like, I need more monitors. Why? That lingo, I learned it in church. Guys. I'm getting emotional. Like, this is a sermon I can preach the whole day, but I'm I'm going to conclude with this. I'm going to conclude by telling you a personal story. Um, So, my father um, grew up in church. He was just like me. And I was shocked to find out that he used to be an MC back in his days. He used to be an MC. He used to be an interpreter. He, he served diligently in church. He used to come on time. He was, you know, the younger. No, yeah? No, I'm the younger version of him. Yeah. So what then happened is he got a job. And what then happened is he's, he, he used the same principles that he found in church at his workplace, okay? So he used to get there on time, you know, all of that. 
And one day, one of his managers, well, it was a supervisor, saw him and he said, hey man, I like you. I really like this whole thing that you're coming early. So here's what I'm gonna do, okay? I'm gonna give you the keys and you will be the first person to open, you know, the plant. And my dad, you know, took on the responsibility of opening the plant so early in the morning. And he started being liked by the people in the plant, relational intelligence. And the guy who gave him the keys, said to him, no, I think, I think there's something with you and I think you're progressing in life, but I don't think you'll be a manager and I'll make sure of that. In fact, this is what he said. This is what he said. When my dad told me the story, he, said that he says this. He said, the manager said to him, over my dead body, you will not be manager. And the biggest mistake he did was to give him the keys. <laughs> because when my dad opened the, the, the plant, he used to pray for the area. Spiritual intelligence learned it at church. He prayed for the area, he prayed for the area, and he ended up being manager. Thank God he didn't die, you know. And I, like, if, I, if I were to tell you the number of times, my dad used to get awards on awards on awards on awards. I remember, it was around August, if I'm not mistaken, growing up as a kid, I used to see him go to Sun City. And he used to get like, awards for the amazing job that he used to do. And all of those attributes that he had, they were planted by him diligently serving at church. Here's my takeaway, guys. If you want to experience the miracle, diligently serve at church. It saddens me to see people who sleep through Sunday and don't even care who's taking over the position they were working in. I mean, I mean, ushers could just sleep Who's taking over? Like, for them, it doesn't matter. And you see, that attitude, if you take it to corporate, you're not going to survive, boo-boo. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it, guys. That's my takeaway. Diligently serve in church. If you want to put yourself in a position where you are 10 times better than the employees at work, diligently serve. In fact, this is what I am convinced with. If you are diligently serving at church helping out your pastors doing whatever there is no way you cannot not make it in corporate there's no way believe you me believe you me yeah that's how you experience the miracle that's how you experience the 10 times better yeah i think i'm done i'm done eh? yeah. <laughs> all right peace we, we, we know what it is